Hey, hey, coming in hot, hot, hot. Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Hey, hey, welcome to this episode of I Date Money. I'm your hostess, Lisa Drennan, and today we have another beautiful guest, Onega. She is a purpose-driven entrepreneur committed to making a meaningful impact through her work. With a data-driven approach, oh, I like that, data-driven approach, she is constantly striving to make well-informed decisions that move the needle. Onega also has a diverse range of interests that span consumer product development, filmmaking, oil and gas, artificial intelligence, and sexual education, all things that are very important. Thank you so much, Onega, for being here, for sharing your time and your energy with us. So tell me. Happy to be here. Yeah. And you have such a beautiful accent. Where are you originally from? Kazakhstan. It's country between Russia and China. Oh, okay. What's it called? Kazakhstan. Oh, okay. I won't try to pronounce that. I already have yeah. pronouncing words, but it's a it's a beautiful flow. So yeah. thinking about your younger self, little Onega, back when she was a little girl, as youngest as you can remember, when were you first introduced to money? At school, I guess, elementary school, when I understood that I need to earn money from making good grades from my parents and get things I want. And at the childhood, those things were like fancy food or fancy small gadgets and such. So uh, I was introduced to money then, that if I want to buy something, uh, what I want, I need to work. And at that stage, I wasn't that happy with one thing, though that for me to be dependent upon parents, uh, it's not something I really into, so that I need to behave and confirm to their rules and do whatever, <laughs> especially my father said. So at the age of about 16, 17, uh, I decided that I want to make my own money and create my own rules versus to follow somebody else. So. Money was freedom for me. And I like that. I I like that. You know, and and a lot of times we adopt our parents' financial dispositions when it comes to the choices that we make in our money and your desire to like, no, I don't, I don't want to do what they say. I want to go on my own and figure this out. And how has that helped you grow in your money relationship? Oh, a lot, actually. And I'm very uh, th- at that time, I was mad, like that I need to uh, either follow the rules or go by my own. But I'm very thankful because it made me a strong person. It mm-hmm. made me think outside the box of how to make money. Uh, it made me realize that money is not something out of this world. It means that you put efforts, money come. You sit idle, money 
stay or come to other people. Mm-hmm. So I'm very thankful that I started to know the value of money itself and how to make them at relatively early stage. I know that people uh, in other places might start working like at 14 or 12 or earlier. So my money relationship started at 16, but it's been fun right of 20 years. Time flies. Yeah. And it, it's an evolving relationship, right? Yeah. So many think like, well, you know, there's there are extremes on the on the spectrum with money. Like if we think about the archetypes, you know, on the money dating game on my website, you get to get to meet seven different personalities and realizing that like some people are more like the gambler, some people are more like the saver. Um, and thinking about those different types, when you think about your money relationship and how it's evolved. Would you say that you were like, as far as investing when you receive money, would you say that you're more of a risk taker or more of a conservative approach? It's changed. It changed like last year. I had uh, two investments, uh, large investments, which didn't work out. And those investments were more like emotional time investments. So I just got, get, got hyped and... I just like, hell yeah, I will do it. So I started to become more conservative. Mm-hmm. But but even though those two investments I consider as not successful, I still plan to work on them and turn into success. Mm-hmm. What I feel like, unless it's crypto, unless it's like money without any like tangible value you any venture can be turned into profit mm-hmm. so just you need to kind of think do you actually want to focus on it right now will give you the max ROI or should you put focus on something else mm-hmm. so I do know that any venture can become profitable yes but you need to focus and put efforts into it. Exactly. And such thing as opportunity cost. Mm-hmm. And you need to listen to your intuition and kind of data to see what you need to focus on right now. Yeah, and gathering that information and allowing yeah. yourself to, like you said, trusting your intuition to make the decisions yeah. to see what the ROI is going to be on certain investments. What's yeah. the best thing that you ever invested in? Oh, it will be boring, but myself. (laughs) That's not boring. (laughs) Like literally a couple of years ago, I was offered to get my executive MBA at Louisiana Tech. It costed money time. And at the time I was thinking like, "Mm," but it was tough, like is it worth it or not? And now all my degrees help me to make decisions, to position myself correctly, to think outside the world and to view world wider and brighter. Yes. One downside though, that when you are a little bit too educated or when you have this a lot of theoretical knowledge, you might become overthinker 
kind of. So, uh, yeah, but myself, definitely. Second one is equipment and real estate, tangible assets, which Mm -hmm. could be resold and used as a collateral. Yep, I think this too. Yeah, and investing in ourselves is so important. And a lot of women, especially women entrepreneurs, choose not to invest in themselves because they don't feel worthy or deserving. You know, they tell themselves this story like, oh, that that costs too much money. But especially if they're moms, if they, you know, have kids, then they're like, oh, my kids can do whatever they want and they'll invest in that. So investing yourself is wonderful. It's not boring at all. And, you know, you can see that, that thread, that common thread, they call it the red thread, right. Of how all of your experiences, your investments tied together to get you to where you are today and to offer the beautiful services that you have. When you were managing money, like you were really eager to do that. You had indicated um, when you were younger, you're like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to do it my own. And so when you think about that mindset with money saying like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to make really great investments that are going to help multiply money and grow. What did you find was your biggest challenge in allowing money to flow freely to you so that you can turn around and create that reciprocal energy of giving and receiving? Making a first step. Yeah. So you, I mean, there are always multiple opportunities where you can put your money into mm-hmm. uh, let me retract a little number one you need to realize that you have a power to multiply your money mm-hmm. that you not necessarily need to live within the box created by you and that box could be your full-time job or it could be your business or something else while you are doing all this daily work you still can make money you can still invest it's number one it's that realization that money can work and should work for you Mm -hmm. the second one when you realize that and you kind of create the space for your spare income unless you got heritage or insurance money or anything like that you need to save money to make money so Mm -hmm. there's not like a magical bottom like I want to invest tomorrow so tomorrow I will have this money no you should either allocate this money to invest you know what I'm saying right no and first of all you need to realize that you still can do your full-time job and invest and the second one to see how you can invest those and what you will feel the most safe I guess so will it be like Robin Hood will it be uh, partial real estate investment will it be like flipping will it be uh, creating I don't know drop shipping store whatever it could be so um, yeah just kind of when you decided like see where you can do do your homework do your research listen to this podcast because there are so many ways right now how you can uh, create that spare income and when it comes to that spare income uh, this is what I was trying to say, that you need to think, okay, when I'm investing, do I want it to become a full-time thing? Do I want it to bring me like passive flow, uh, monthly income? So when you invest, think through what do you want to do? It? Because sometimes you can invest and things can take off and then you need to engage 
much more and more and more, but can you afford it type of thing? So it could be like a marketplace. It could be like uh, any type of handmade products or you can invest in hardware consumer products, right? So -hmm. you can develop a small, simple pet toy or kid toy. Mm -hmm. And uh, you put it on Amazon, you put it on Etsy, Walmart, and sales start to pick up, right? And at that moment, you're like, what am I doing next? Should I quit my full-time job? Should I hire Nana? Like, how you will manage it? So when you invest, think with win in mind type of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, having a purpose for your money is so important. Because so many people get money and they're like, they can't hold on to the frequency of money. So they get rid of it real quick. A lot of entrepreneurs that I work with, they'll get their income and it'll go all back into their business. And they don't even cut themselves a paycheck. I'm like, cut yourself a paycheck. This is your money. Like, enjoy it. But always thinking of multiple ways to um, produce income, to make more money. I love having multiple income streams, the passive income, especially like I get this income just because, you know, and I don't have to do anything for it. That's one of my favorite incomes. But realizing that it's all money, right? And money loves to be crushed on. And when you have beautiful gifts and talents to be able to create like these ideas to sell, like use these talents to sell your things on, you know, the different platforms that are available to us. I mean, that's wonderful what we have with the, you know, with the net to be able to do all these things. Like, you know, you can literally stay home all day if you want to, you know, there's more driving your car to go to a building to sit in an office all day, or even as an entrepreneur, like you think, you know, you know, back 20 years ago, entrepreneurs had to have brick and mortar. They weren't able to, you know, have the online services that we have today. So really tapping into that and taking advantage of it. And like you said, diversifying, having the, you know, you you get the money multiplying, coming in with the different income streams, but then investing that money, like using real estates and even like startups too, like thinking about companies that are coming up that you want to like, I really like what you're doing. Let me help you grow. Let's, let's, let me be an investor for what you're mm-hmm. doing. It's so beautiful. What is your favorite way to spend your fun money? Couple of, uh, I do triathlon. So I run bike and swim and definitely I like gear. So that's awesome. New bike, new outfit, and yeah. But that was story of my past because I promised myself this year that the next two years I will not spend money on things. So travel, I do like to travel, and we travel a lot. So I live in Shreveport, uh, Louisiana. It's smaller town. So we have about 400K people. And for me to get inspired uh, to continue working and in our trade, we need to feel inspired. Mm-hmm. I travel like almost every month, if not every month, then every quarter. And the travel includes very remote locations. So when I don't feel and see people, I have two dogs, my partner, and we can just enjoy the quietness mm-hmm. that's beautiful so that is right now my thing and I don't know I don't have too much time to spend money kind of thing yeah when you're, out, you're spending money yeah. right you know yeah. so that's the it's a fantastic way to enjoy your fun money you get to experience different yeah types. 
So yeah. it's more experience versus things for me. Yeah. And even like with triathlon, I got those things to improve experience. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So you train for that. How long did it take you to train for that? Oh, my gosh. I started to. So I was like feet almost like entire my life. I was doing Taekwondo back home and then I was doing yoga and then I was running. And in 2019, I got hooked in triathlon. And since 2019, I am training. So that's a long time. Yeah. Uh, Right now, on average, I do about like six to nine hours a week. And when it comes to like, competition which i will have in october uh starting i would say august it will be up to 12 hours a week so is that is what is that why you chose to travel to remote places so that you can train as well as when you're traveling no so i get energized by being close to nature silence without listening to cars and city and other noises mm-hmm. so it just since the childhood, I just like to be with, and I don't like like beaches. I like lakes, mountains, trees. So that is for me nature kind of thing. So it just, I feel that nature talks to me. Yeah. It's a beautiful so, place to be. Yeah. Yeah. And loving what you're doing. It's like, that makes it so much, you know, bringing that joy, you know, and experiencing that is yeah. it's a beautiful way to connect with money. Cause when you're enjoying those experiences, you're able to, you know, get lasting results, you know, and not to say that when you purchase something, you don't get it, but it's a different type of exchange. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you know, I'm always thinking about money and how we exchange it and a lot of people will think oh well my money's gone now like i just you know bought this thing but you actually just exchanged your paper money for this object or this experience and then yeah. some people are like well like you know it costs so much money to travel i don't want to travel and it's like does it really cost that much money to travel like what what do you mean so when you think about the choices that you made when it came to money you said you travel once a month so do you have like a money bucket for that where you, when you get income, a certain percentage goes into the money bucket for your travel or what's that like? So talking about this monthly trip, uh, we kind of know the bandwidth uh, which we can afford. So uh, we have like monthly income from our main business, from our side businesses. And we know that we can we budget it, let's put it this way, to our annual budget. So when it comes to money, like there is family money, uh, there are main business operational capital, and there are side businesses which you want to invest and know that they will not bring money, you will invest and then they'll fill. So there are different type of ventures, but we budget these travels. So we know how much money we will spend a year and be budgeted on a monthly. So, and when it comes to like uh, earnings, uh, when we earn, we have a special saving account and we put there from 15 to 20 from profit percent. 
So that is another kind of bucket. But uh, yeah, be budgeted on an annual thing because we know that if we don't travel, our productivity go down. And when you own your business and when you run your business, you are the driver and you need to have that energy. So it's not a luxury. It's just a thing which you need to do. It's like with my training. If I don't train, I am unbalanced. And when I am unbalanced, I am unproductive. Mm-hmm. So for me, training at this stage is not a luxury. It's something which makes me work. And if I don't work, nothing, visit time, everything will stop working. So yeah. I love how that how you found that balance. Yeah. You had, uh, had said I had you fill out an application to be a guest. And one of the questions I asked you was about your money idiom that you grew up with. And yours was no risk, no reward. So yeah. tell me that has shaped your life, your your relationship with money. Oh my God. <laughs> so I don't know. From which story? I guess I will start with the story when it came here. Uh, no risk, no reward. Uh, when I first graduated from my university, so I came to the United States in 2010, right? I got my master's degree. I joined the company. Uh, welcome, very good company. They valued me. Uh, the risk I took there Um I was approached by the auditor from American Petroleum Institute who offered me opportunity to join. There were two risks. Number one, I needed to pay for expensive training and certification. I didn't want to ask anyone and I just squeezed my budget to pay for that. And risk number two, if the owner of the company would know if I took the training and talked with the auditor, I will lose my job, and he might complain to APIs that somebody stole me from the company. So uh, if I wouldn't risk both social capital and my money, I wouldn't grow financially and career-wise. So when I started my work with API, uh, I started to generate uh, quite good cash flow and during the time, I could save like on saving accounts, but we decided to start investing in products and product development ventures and other initiatives. So you need to risk your money to make them work for you. And this risk could be different for everyone. You are the one who determines the risk acceptable to you. So... The risk could be buying gold and storing it. The risk could be putting it on savings accounts. The risk could be investing in startups. So, but money will not grow unless you risk that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to take that chance. Yeah, so it's super important to invest and see. Yeah, to risk you cannot re- you cannot grow without risk. Like not only with money, like in life. Right. Yeah. Everything we do is a risk. We're taking a yeah. chance, right? And I always like to say entrepreneurs, especially are like Gary, the gambler, one of the archetypes in the money dating yeah. game. 
And if you don't take those risks, and they could be calculated risks. And so many people think, you know, gambling is a bad thing. And it could, it's, it, but we're gambling every single day when we, you know, when we open up our business. And, you know, just because it's not a brick and mortar. And if you think about how entrepreneurs get started, especially like, you know, if they're transitioning from their nine to five to here, it's like, that's a, it's a risk. And they, they like, I can't leave my nine to five because I don't know if my entrepreneur is going to work for me. But knowing what they want and setting out the purpose and the plan and making that like reverse engineering it makes such a big difference. And it helps to give a calculated risk into what you're doing. So are you doing nine to five and entrepreneurship or did you break away from your nine to five? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I actually been nine to five just a couple of times in my life. So I have my main business, which is kind of my nine to whatever <laughs> so my main business we do product design and development so mm-hmm. we help consumer products companies to develop their products and uh, b2b segments to develop their technology solutions and products so that is my main business in addition to that i have uh, additional uh, income streams right it's uh we are growing consumer brands couple of them uh, I have a uh, marketplace for filmmakers. Uh, so there are different other ventures. So for me, it's managing and juggling activities within all of these companies. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't have like nine to five. It's still things which need to be done are done. So, yeah. You get, you get to be the CEO of all of your businesses. Yeah. So for me, it's, yeah, it's just a matter of planning. And I'm not saying that I am the one who works the most because there are days when you just don't feel productive. So sometimes you can afford yourself not work as hard that day, but it means that next day you will catch up. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, and again, that's all about that balance. So I love yeah. how you incorporate that into your your it's your mantra, right? Like, you know, I have to have balance. I have to get into nature. I I get to, I shouldn't say I have to, which you get to do all of these things. So um, if you could, you know, what's the best way for our audience to connect with you if they'd like to find out more about what you do? Definitely. So uh, they will see my name. I know that my name is very difficult. So uh, they can just Google my name and there will be multiple ways how to contact me. It could be through our website, through social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, on Wikipedia, there is my contact information. So uh, my name is very rare. I'm the only person in my country, and there are just a couple of names with my first name in the world. So you can easily find me on Google. So, And I will be happy to help people determine if they want to invest in hardware products, software products, what will be benefits, what could be the risks, what could be the rewards. And just sometimes when you feel unsure what to do next, I will be happy to brainstorm and share some of the insights. Oh, beautiful. I love that. And what words of wisdom would you like to share with our audience? Uh, Know what you do, when you do it, and why. Start with why. So we all have 24-7, and when you're not sure why you do things you do, you should pause and find that why. Because with 
without knowing why you are doing things, you will not feel fulfilled. And when you don't feel fulfilled, it might lead to dark times. Even though you might have money, success, recognition, uh, different people strive for different things, but without why, everything might become dark, even during the brightest moments. Beautiful. I love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing your space with us, your time. Um, really appreciate it. For those of you listening, if you'd like to connect with Onega, um, Google her name. You can also check the show notes for any links and um, see what her offer is and connect with her. And, you know, think about those taking risks, those calculated risks, weighing out the options, gathering the facts so that you can be a great investor and multiply your money. Because remember, it doesn't matter how much you make, it's what you do with it. Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to rate the show. Give us some love. We would love your review. And remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it. And some words of advice, pay yourself first. Are you ready to partner with money? Go check out the money dating game at idatemoney.com and choose your partner. We hope you always get the date you want.